the Doc Doc Goose podcast. Welcome to this week of the Doc Doc Goose Podcast. This is episode three. My name is Sean Palmer. I'm one of the docs. This is Ben Imes. He's the other doc. Definitely a doctor. And Matt Imes, our goose. Yep. Not a doctor. Still a goose. Still, Still goose. goose. Still a goose. Not Still a goose. Doctor. Hey, guys. Maybe someday. I think there's there's potential. Yeah. Is there such well, a thing? not really. Just <laughs> is there such yeah. a thing as a doctorate of architecture? Uh, yes, there is. It's oh, so there's pointless. <laughs> no, it's pointless. So it's pointless. I, I'd rather. Well, I'm not going to say that. Anyways, well, you're not, you're not allowed to get it anyway. The name of the the name of the podcast is Doc Doc Goose, not Doc Doc Doc. Okay, yeah, that, that would not be good. That'll be my excuse for not getting a doctorate. <laughs> <laughs> it'll it'll mess up the show. Yeah, can't have doc doc doc. I really appreciate that, Matt. Thanks for taking one for the team, buddy. (laughs) Do for the team. (laughs) How are you guys this week? Good, good, good. Lots of fun changes. Um, Tell us about it. Can I can I start off by saying uh, first of all that this is a fantastic medical podcast, and we love to educate people here. But uh, nothing you hear on our podcast should be construed as medical advice or with us establishing a doctor patient relationship with you. Uh, mostly because you're listening and, uh, we're not actually talking directly to you. So, um, and especially any advice from me. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, uh, There's no goose patient relationship either. So (laughs) while while we're Uh, establishing this, um, our whole tagline is never politically correct and always HIPAA compliant. You see the HIPAA part only, only, uh, goes between, the medical provider and the patient. So since we with our audience do not have that relationship, HIPAA rules do not apply. If you email us a medical question or ask us anything, we will fully call out who you are online. (laughs) Is that that our new policy? I love it. (laughs) That's great. I'm I'm probably gonna share your profile on our, on our social media too. Oh, that's and get what this person asked followers. are going to go from 10 to 2 now. Please Wait, don't send us pictures of any <laughs> of any strange growths on your body. Even if you do like to get them freezed off in that liquid nitrogen, I don't care. Yep, we don't want to see those pictures. That's why we don't have Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Sean, what's been going on in your week? I have no idea. It's a, it was a busy... Actually, I, I was a stay-at-home dad this week. My, my wife... That is- my wife went on a, w- a work trip and my son decided that was a perfect time to spike a temperature so his daycare wouldn't take him. So I uh, I called out yesterday and felt um, strange. I, it's, it's just not me. I can't remember the last day I really stayed home and wasn't dying with the flu or something like that. So uh, it was a strange week for me so far. So today was uh, technically Tuesday for me, even though it's Wednesday in real life. Oh, that's so fun. And uh, you got a cute little kid, so it's probably not terrible to have to stay home with him. So. Not terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Exhausting, but not terrible. Yes. Uh, yes, often. Maddie, how's your week? Uh, it's been good. Uh, not too much going on. Getting ready. Um, I start my mentorship um, with Frank Lloyd Wright School of Architecture. Oh. Uh, that's going to start beginning of november so just trying to wrap up projects uh get new projects underway um getting ready for that teaching mentorship so you're the one mentoring is that right yes that's correct so yeah and so it'll be really cool it's a startup of a new kind of um i don't even know what they'd call it but some sort of education class on building and so the students are going to be building their own shacks that they need to live out of 
And so I'll be the one kind of heading up that program and making sure things get built and the students don't die in the process. And yeah. So. Which for those of you who don't know, Matt actually currently lives out of shack. So it yeah, is so uh, perfect. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got all the beautiful. experience needed. I live right. out of a shack. I know how to build shacks. So yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> That's great. No, it should be a lot of fun, though. I'm really looking awesome. forward to it, and it's going to be part-time, so I'll still be able to do architecture, and I'll be doing this as well. Good for you, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Well, how about you, Ben? So I, I told you guys beforehand, I have something that I want to share, um, and this is about medical TV shows. This week... At night to kind of wind down, I've been watching some medical TV shows. ER. Not that one. Great um, Anatomy. Not that one. <laughs> Chicago Med. Not, not oh, that one either. New York uh, No, not that one either. Dallas Med. Stop it. Phoenix Med. No more. LA. Days of our lives. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Scrubs. Scrubs. So, uh, you were watching Scrubs. Guys, I know it. Yeah, so the most accurate TV show, medical TV show out there that I've ever seen is Scrubs most the closest one to real life and they still get a bunch of things wrong but very close to real life i have been recently watching there's a new one called um uh the resident out there oh yeah which i i'll tell you i turned it off after 30 minutes because it made me so sick to my stomach with how inaccurate it was and how uh disturbing it portrayed the medical um profession um so and then there's another question, one though. yeah oh yeah if you're if you're watching medical TV though, is the purpose to give medical advice and actually know what it really is like, or is it more for entertainment? Right. So it should be entertaining. I I agree with that. And so there's certain creative licenses you should be able to take, right? But yeah. when you c consistently see things over and over and over again that are like, this would never happen in real life nobody oh, would do something like this this is super dangerous why would anybody be allowed to do this like it it, it just takes away from the enjoyment for me yeah um but you're you're probably a little more critical because you're coming from that environment and so oh, right 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 um you know and so, me, i'd be i wouldn't even know the difference most likely and i just watch it and and yeah and you might have a ton of fun with some of these shows yeah um, but for me, it's really hard to watch because you know that they have, hopefully, most of these should have a physician on staff that are consulting for this. And so either they're not listening to the physician or they are and the physician's crazy. And the physician is nuts. So the, it's it's sad either way. Uh, and then I watched New Amsterdam. Really kind of fun premise. Really good show. The first episode was fantastic. And then the second episode started to deteriorate because of just inaccuracies, but kind of a fun show to watch. So I may stick with that one, but uh, those of you out there who watch the resident, please stop. Don't support them watching that. So Was what's that your view on house? So house uh, very unrealistic as far as, you know, five doctors all focused on one patient and these doctors do everything from draw labs to run the lab to randomly will do like brain surgery even though they're not necessarily trained for that, uh, which, you know, that that bothers me. But the medicine of house is at least fun and it's accurate for the most part. So uh, that one's always, it, that's an entertaining show for me that I, I at least like the medicine. So the, the resident, was that uh, the one with Sean Murphy? The, that's uh, the, 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 he's supposed to have autism. Is that that one? No, no, that's the good doctor. Oh, that's that's right. Uh, I enjoyed parts of that one. I didn't get too far into it. Uh, it still had lots of weird uh, inaccuracies. I just didn't keep up with it. The resident was was the one the the guy from Blacklist, right? Uh, you're you're beyond my medical knowledge of humans at that point. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, disregard that. Uh, don't watch the resident if you want to try something maybe new amsterdam i'm I'm still kind of on the fence about that uh but realistically just break out scrubs except for the last season on mb or on abc which uh, was absolutely terrible they ruined it ruined oh, it man. all right ben 
you told us that uh, you have a story of one of your residents that you were super excited to tell us. <laughs> so we talked about the IMS points champions last time where I randomly give out points to my residents that I teach every week. And it's, you know, if they do good things or bad things. And uh, we kind of conspired against one of them to always give him the award, uh, whether he earned it or not, just to see if at what point would he catch on. <laughs> However, the trouble is he has been actively earning it, <laughs> <laughs> usually through through things that uh, you shouldn't do. So uh, this time, uh, you know, we talked about being a DO. And so the residents that I train are DOs. And so we do osteopathic manipulative medicine where we really work with those muscles and the, the bones and, and trying to heal people with our touch. And uh, he had an orthopedic doctor refer a patient to our clinic uh, for OMT specifically, which is which is wild. I'm so impressed with this orthopedic doctor who said, hey, I'm not going to do surgery. I'm going to send you off back to a family physician to be treated. It doesn't usually happen that way. And so the patient comes in, the resident sees the patient, comes back to see me and says, hey, I uh, just saw this patient and I'm going to refer them to physical therapy. And I just looked at him dumbfounded and I'm like, the ortho uh, the orthopedic surgeon sent them to us so that we could treat them and you're punting the patient like how messed up is that so but at least they're um, playing to somebody good right 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 i mean physical therapy is a reasonable person to, to punt to um and punting patients it sounds terrible it's just when you kind of send a patient off to somebody else because you don't want to deal with them it's kind of a messed up way of talking about it but uh the dirty insider secrets here in medicine and uh, I told him that uh, he's never allowed to do that again. So he got the Ames Point Award for referring somebody out that he should have been able to take care of. And, and it was specifically so referred to him. Awarded? And that was specifically referred to him so that he could do an OMT. And he just punted it. It's pretty disappointed. It, is there more? Or what? No, that's the end. I, I, I'm just still... I Maybe it's not as funny to you guys, but it's really, really funny to me because uh, we don't... So I thought you were going to tell me he manipulated a guy's penis. No, no, that's frowned upon. <laughs> so why why did he get the award then? Uh, this was an ignanimous award at this point. Oh, okay. So it was for doing something absolutely terrible. Okay, so you, you give for doing something good and terrible? And or terrible. So <laughs> if you do the worst thing of the day, then you can potentially get it. Or if you do the best thing of the day. How confusing is that? Right. You never know if you want the award or not. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but this guy keeps getting it. So congratulations. Good job, dude. Good job. And he gave us more material to talk about. So I appreciate <laughs> it. Me too. Maybe we'll have him on as a guest one day. Yeah. He can replace me. <laughs> no, no. Until, until yes, he becomes a doctor and then he gets booted <laughs> well sean i think we had some errors in one of our shows previously is uh, that right uh i don't want to, to admit to it but yes yes <laughs> we do so occasionally we're going to have an errors and omissions uh section because uh, don't tell anybody but it happens we do make mistakes once in a while on the last episode we talked about the question of the week from episode one which was, is dog food safe for human consumption? And which one's your favorite? So I had pegged the blame on Maddie for coming up with that question. And I went back and listened to episode one and I was wrong. It was me that came up with that. <laughs> Congratulations. <That's right. laughs> You're a doofus. It, Can't blame the goose for every mistake. <laughs> it, it, it was Maddie that came up with the dog food question, but I added the part about which one's your favorite. <laughs> oh, so I have to come clean since there is evidence. Now, had that evidence not made it onto the final cut, I would not be <laughs> admitting to this. Huh? Uh, now we know. But it did make it out there. So before anyone else calls me on it, it was me. Sorry. <laughs> well done. While we're being honest, we want you to be honest. Could you please get on iTunes right now? We want your rating. Get on iTunes. If you can honestly give us a 5.0, give us that rating. Tell us why you, you love it on the review. If you honestly cannot give us a 5.0, just write us an email and tell us how and we don't can rate us. <laughs> <laughs> don't leave any feedback. We don't want to hear it. 
<laughs> and if you can give us a 10.0 rating, somehow do it. <laughs> we'll take it. The only podcast to have greater than a five on yeah. iTunes. Congratulations, everybody. Promotions all around. This week's topic, we want to talk about uh, some important terms that are commonly uh, misused, and that is the use of the terms doctor or physician. Wait, are you saying that people use physician incorrectly? (laughs) I might get in trouble for this one, but (laughs) if we're talking about naturopath or a chiropractic physician, probably. (laughs) Good point. Okay. Yes, you're right. We do use it incorrectly. (laughs) Which I'm curious your opinion on this part, but we'll get to that. It is so common that, I mean, I I probably catch this no fewer than 10 times a day where it is misused. Now, definition of doctor is someone who has their doctorate, PhD in anything. It's it's part of the rights and privileges of having a degree of, of a doctorate is that you get to replace that Mr. or Mrs. with doctor. Physician is a term that is reserved for those who have MD or DO. They are those who are able to prescribe medicine. Like that is just a, a different level. It's, a, it's its own career that a doctor is not. Does that make sense so far? So a physician is a very specific type of healthcare provider. But people always like to say, oh, my doctor, my doctor, my doctor. Yes. If we're listening to context, that is not technically incorrect, but nowadays the field has so many doctorates in it. That's just inside of healthcare that it becomes confusing. You know, so, so those who have doctor in front of their name, you have, you know, obviously physicians, uh, physical therapists have their doctorate, chiropractors have their doctorate. Uh, I mean, you can go to, to podiatrists and dentists and nurses there are so many in the healthcare professions that have their doctorates that if you say doctor, you're not necessarily right off talking about a physician, you know, in context, yes, you can figure out what someone's talking about, but the, the waters can get muddied on this a little bit. Um, I've had patients that have, have said to me, oh, I didn't realize you were a doctor. Cause they see like my bio on our screens that say doctorate, what you know, that my doctor in physical therapy, whatever in context, I always have to make sure I know what they're talking about, that they're not confusing, you know, what a doctorate in physical therapy is. I say, well, I'm, I'm a physical therapist. I have my doctorate, but I'm not a quote doctor. Or if they're talking about a physician, this has become a big thing in like, uh, hospitals where you have, uh, nurses who have their doctorates and physicians frequently going into patients' rooms, the patients that may not be fully with it because they're medicated. A patient's family might say, might come in and say, oh, is it, has the doctor come in today? And a healthcare prov- provider may have come in. It could have been a physical therapist. It could have been uh, a nurse practitioner. It could have been the physician that did. Right. A lot of people who have doctorates could have come in. And uh-huh. if anyone introduced themselves incorrectly, yeah, it's going to get confusing to the patient about who is who. Where the family might have been asking the hospital clown, <laughs> right? Who's got a, a doctorate in uh, funny Clowning? business? Silly in funny business. <laughs> funny business. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There you go. We turn uh, clowning into a business degree. I like it. Yeah. So that's just one of the the contexts that can get very confusing, and I'm I'm sure there are others that that I'm just not thinking of off the top of my head. But it's becoming important that we start to differentiate exactly what we're talking about and not just use the blanket term doctor that we use the terms. I'm going to see my physical therapist. I'm seeing my physician, whatever, you know, it, it, are we going to become the, 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 the word police and, oh, you, you a doctor. That's not right. No, but it, it is important that we don't mix up terms, um, going forward, knowing that there are so many now that fall under this term of doctor. Uh, that we don't want people to be confused. And it's really, the the biggest burden is on 
those of us that are healthcare providers and our staff to make sure that really they're using the correct language and they're not confusing people. Um, so right. that's really big in our office. Uh, we, we talk about that constantly, really. And I, I really, th I think you're right. And, and all of this is not to take away from those people who have earned their doctorates. It's a lot of work. Uh, you know, Sean, I know some of the struggles you went through kind of as I watched from afar as you were going through PT school and, um, and, you know, getting your doctorate in 19th century uh, literature is, I'm sure, a lot of work. But at this point, you, like you said, we're trying to uh, delineate between who's a physician and has that backing of medical school versus who's who doesn't, because those are those are very big, big differences in the field of medicine. And then you have, you know, specialties that go ahead and throw a grenade in the whole thing, like chiropractors who say they're chiropractic physicians. So they've kind of gone the opposite route and said, I have my doctorate. They have their doctorate and they call themselves physicians. So we must be physicians too. No, no, you're not. Right. And I kind of used to hold to the, the philosophy. If you can't write a prescription, you shouldn't be called doctor. Uh, unfortunately, now the nurse practitioners have muddied the water a little bit with that because they used to have, you know, their nurse practitioner degree, but now they actually have a doctorate of nursing. Yeah. when they become uh, nurse practitioners. And uh, I, I I would still hold to the fact that they should not be called doctor in the healthcare profession setting um, because they're still not physicians. Mm -hmm. So I was just talking to my wife. So my wife writes policy um, in her hospital for the labor and delivery unit especially. And I was talking to her about this. And she said that actually in their policies, they worded as provider. They stopped using the physician or doctor, which I think is smart because uh, it kind of encompasses, okay, any of these entities could be you know, doing X, Y, Z at any time. So let's just call it provider. Uh, and I'll tell you, to me, that's one of the most insulting things you could do to me. Uh, <laughs> and I think we, you know, where we would kind of fall on opposite sides of that. Uh, I worked very hard to become a physician yeah. and for you to... To lump me in the same category as somebody who does not have my um, academic background uh, is is a little insulting to me. You know, it's not that I am trying to disrespect my nurse practitioners or my PAs or anybody else who's going to call themselves a doctor. But uh, the, the fact of the matter is the amount of schooling that I had to go through, the amount of training I had to go through is uh, far and above what they've gone through. And... Uh, I believe that my medical practice reflects that. So instead of a provider, you want to be a taker. <laughs> a taker. Take back that name. Exactly. I'm a taker, not a provider. And, and, and I want to stick that you're absolutely correct. I agree with everything you just said. That, that their use of that was more talking about roles that either a, you know, because there, there's some roles that, could be done depending on who's in the room by each of these entities just saying so does so should, they don't have to say well it's either the physician the nurse practitioner the blah 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 you know list them out just to say the the when the provider does x you know so they're not trying to say like lump all of them together necessarily but but talking about roles where any of those those entities could be doing this like whoever's there at that time does that make right sense? And, and i agree for a lump term that's kind of what we have um but most of the time, I feel like that's a a very it borders on derogatory for me. So okay, um, uh, and and I, I agree why they use it. It's it's much more simplistic. Uh, it's you're right. It's easier to say providers than to list out all the people. So I understand why it's done. I, I'll just tell you, I'm not going to come in and say, "Hey, uh, I'm your provider today." Yeah, uh, it's, it's not going to happen. Yeah, so. It kind of when we were we we kind of thought of coming up with uh, with having this talk a little bit uh, several months ago, and uh, fortuitously the Wall Street Journal published a um, an opinion piece recently about this, and uh, I think we'll have a link to kind of part of the uh, the article in our show notes. Uh, unfortunately, part of it's behind a paywall, so if you don't subscribe to the Wall Street Journal, um, you may not be able to read the whole thing. But a lot of it came out because of uh, the recent issue with the Supreme Court justices and, uh, you know, calling people by their official title. So, you know, should this person be called Dr. Ford versus not Dr. Ford? 
you know, should we call somebody who isn't a physician, a dentist, or or a veterinarian by their uh, honorarium, or should we call them as Mister or Miss or Mrs. as the case should be? You know, and and kind of one of the things that this this uh, person who wrote the opinion was saying was, you know, if we're going to give everybody their honorarium of saying doctor for everybody, then let's just do it for go big and say everybody who has uh, any sort of PhD, including honorary PhDs, call everybody doctor, right? So, you know, that would include people like uh, P. Diddy, uh, who has a doctorate in humanities honorarily. Uh, Oprah Winfrey has her honorary doctorate, so we should call her Dr. Oprah. Uh, J.K. Rowling has seven honorary doctorates, so she's doctor, 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 doctor. Rowling. Um, you know, Alec Baldwin has his honorary doctorate of fine arts. Uh, our current president, President Trump, has his honorary doctorate. So, you know, do we just go big and say, hey, Dr. Trump, Dr. Baldwin, uh, Dr. Meryl Streep, who has Matt, three Ivy League doctorates? Matt, you actually have your honorary doctorate in clowning, don't you? <laughs> I do. Yeah. yeah, Dr. Matt. But we don't use it because then we couldn't do Doc Doc Goose. Right, we right. Do Doc Doc Clown. <laughs> exactly doesn't have the same same rhyme to it no it does not <laughs> um so my big thing you know is really is using this in the healthcare field a physician uh is the person who should get the title of doctor because of what it connotates and a physician is somebody who's gone to medical school uh and then gone through a residency or at least that uh intern year of training and really earned that title. You know, for me, I've had at least 10,000 patient hour encounters in my residency, if not more. And so, I mean, that's a minimum of what you're going to get over three years. That's on top of all the med school that I've done. You know, for my uh, nurse practitioner and PA colleagues, you know, the PAs, uh, they won't ever claim to be physicians uh, for the most part. Uh, you know, they have uh, about 20, I think it's 24 to 27 months of, of in, very intensive training after their undergraduate, but that's nowhere near the seven years that I get. Uh, the nurse practitioners, same thing. It's another uh, about two years afterwards. Again, nowhere near that seven years of training. And so there's a, a, a there's rightfully so a big difference between the two. And I think 99 times out of 100, when people do use the term doctor, like as a standalone word, like I'm going right. to see my doctor, they're talking about their physician. Very rarely, you know, do they say, you know, I'm going to see my physical therapist. I'm going to see my doctor or, you know, anything like that. I think what I would just pose to people is to be specific with who you're going to see. Is it your physician? Is it your physical therapist? Is it your chiropractor? Is it your dentist? I, whoever it is, be specific with the term. Who are you going to see? Don't use right. a catch-all term for it. Um, and now, now that using the term, you know, for that that person is different from saying, okay, even go back to the the article of doctor, whatever. In professional settings, I mean, if someone earned their doctorate in something, they're allowed to have the dr in front of their name. I mean, right, that, right, right, right. And I don't degree. want to take that away from them at all. Exactly right. Right. But in the medical field, that's where we where we should draw the line. Yeah. And you know, if if Bono comes into your room at the hospital, Matt, and he's like, hey, I'm Dr. Bono. Um, you know, you want to know that Dr. Bono is going to give you really good health care advice if he's going to introduce himself that way. Or play music or sing a song or something. Right. Or, uh, you know, I'm Dr. William Shatner, and I'm going to give you a really bad acting lesson. So, right. I'll take it. <laughs> Mr. Wow. Shatner, Pulling if you are from the such... 90s. Dr. Shatner, if you are listening to our podcast, I'm so sorry. Big fan. Uh, <laughs> I loved you in Rescue 911. <laughs> That's great. You taught me how to enunciate 911 better than anyone else. <laughs> so messed up. All right, today is time for our health articles. We're gonna do a little bit different take on it today. So there are gonna be some days where we're trying to keep the time 
of our podcast a little bit shorter. We're getting better at this. The first one was an hour and seven minutes. The second one was 47 minutes. We're getting better. We're trying to get lower than that. So some days we're going to do a cutthroat health article segment where each of us are going to read the title of our article and we'll make a snap judgment on which two articles we want to read. So there'll be one loser in this equation that brought a health article that is uh, not worthy of being on the podcast. And we're going to call it out as such. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to read the first titles of our articles. I'll tell you guys what mine is first. This one was actually released today. Apple watches will monitor hip knee surgery patients in the future. Ooh, that sounds exciting. I like that. Ben, what's yours? Uh, I think I've got this one in the bag, you guys. Mine is uh, your LaCroix can't kill cockroaches or you. Mm. All right, Maddie, bring it. Mine is can fear actually be healthy? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. All right. What do you guys think? Which one gets dropped? My question is... Are you guys scared to go with my article? <laughs> you know what? You sold it so well and could drop my own article. I'll save it for another week. All right. Let's get yours to come back, Sean. We'll uh, give yours the axe. If you have a uh, oh. some sort of dying sort of uh, uh, sound bite that you can play there, that'd be fantastic. <sighs> Thanks. <laughs> All right. Let's hear how LaCroix is doing uh so Lacroix has been in the news recently because apparently one of its ingredients is used to kill cockroaches uh what a terrible thing i gotta tell you guys everybody who is worried about that should stop listening to the fear mongers uh have you guys heard about this this big thing also with dihydrogen monoxide uh being in all the water oh no, no. they're doing that again yeah, right. I mean, that makes the rounds on Facebook every now and then. Hey, your dihydrogen, your your city has dihydrogen monoxide in its water. You better get it checked. Uh, your epidermis is showing too. Uh, right, right, exactly. So, for those of you who don't know, dihydrogen monoxide is water, right? It's just the a scientific name for water. So, uh, just because something has a big, scary sounding name doesn't mean it's necessarily bad. Also, dihydrogen monoxide kills. Right. It's also one of the main components of blood. Um, so, you know, that's not to say stay away from dihydrogen monoxide. Uh, just don't submerse yourself in it for too long because you will die. <laughs> Same thing with LaCroix. Don't submerse yourself in that for too long or you will die. So uh, th- this article talks about there's three different things um, that LaCroix was said to have. Uh, let's see. They are limonene, linenlul, and... Did you become French uh, there for a second when you were saying I don't that? actually know how to pronounce these. And uh, linalulopropionate, <laughs> which which can be used to treat cancer. And then the linalul, which is by itself, uh, is a cockroach insecticide. Um, is there some lululemon in there too? Right, right. <laughs> Craziness. Um, so all of these are actually kind of fairly natural. Not that natural means healthy, but naturally occurring anyway. And uh, and really, the big one is the cockroach one that kills cockroaches, and it's actually made from like distilling uh, citrus peels. Um, so it's a naturally occurring uh, ingredient in oranges. So that's kind of what this one talks about. It's basically that uh, just because something is sounds scary doesn't mean it is, and just because something can be used to kill something else also doesn't mean it's bad for you. So you're saying I should stop drinking my LaCroix and spitting it on cockroaches because it's having no effect. No, no, no. It, that'll still kill the cockroaches. <laughs> oh, okay. It is, it is used in cockroach uh, insecticide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. It's yeah, kind yeah. of fun. But you're, still, you're still on the right, tr- right track there, brother. Okay, uh, great. <laughs> but also, <laughs> you can swallow half of that LaCroix and do just fine. And rest easy knowing that it's all natural. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> so no more thrown out all the LaCroix because it's safe, correct? Uh, right. Now you can throw it out because uh, one, the taste or two, because of how much it costs, but probably not because it will kill you. Good advice. The lack of flavor will kill you though. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. 
Uh, so I want to hear about being scared because I tell you, I hate being scared. It's one of my least favorite things in life. Oh, I know. And <laughs> I loved scaring Ben growing up just because he hated it so much. Right. I... But that's that's what little brothers do. So <laughs> they, they have to create a hard life for their big brother. Wait, was there Was there an instance that you can recall that you really got him good? Oh my gosh. I don't know. Do you, I'll tell you the end result was me peeing my pants. So let's just not tell any more of the story. <laughs> <laughs> and we can just end with that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get into it. Mine's. So the title of my articles, Can Fear Actually Be Healthy? And this comes from, it's posted on mountelizabeth.com. And this is actually written by Dr. Samuel Lowe. Who graduated with a degree in women's history. So Nope, nope, there's a little bio on him. Dr. Okay. Samuel Lowe holds a medical degree and has clinical experience in anesthesiology, intensive care, primary care, and emergency medicine. Also primate care. <laughs> primate, care. primate treats monkeys. <laughs> nope, <laughs> maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? They left that out though. Okay. So, anyways, this article—it's kind of fitting as Halloween's coming up—and talks about, you know, whether or not it's healthy to be scared. And some of their points are that you're that a little adrenaline can actually relax you, and so by being scared. Your adrenaline goes up, and this is actually relaxing once you understand that you're not in immediate danger, and it's just a nice little scare. <laughs> uh, the next benefit is your immunity gets a boost. So much like exercise, short, moderate stresses are actually good for the body and builds immunity. I'm not sure about that, but that's what it says. So um, that means I can substitute a workout for just getting scared a little bit. Exactly. Uh, exactly. And I'll talk. I mean, the science behind that is is reasonable, right? If you get scared, you get a whole bunch of cortisol, which is your stress hormone released, and that can move, um, uh, helps to move out the infection fighting cells in your body. So, uh, yeah, that's that's reasonable. I, I'll I'll give them that one. You agree? I okay. agree with that one. Yeah. Good. Uh, next one is you actually become more alert. So <laughs> I think you can take one. this a few ways <laughs> is you're scared. So now you're on the edge and you're worried about everything. Or uh, it could be that you become more alert. You're always looking out for that next scare because, you know, it's going to come around the corner. <laughs> um, let's see. The next thing is there's the social benefit. So I, I'm assuming he's talking about like going out. Yes, he is talking about going out to haunted houses or um, planned scared events. So not necessarily social benefit of walking down a dark alley, getting scared. <laughs> not sure there's a social aspect about that. He's, he's really stretching on that one. He, yeah, yeah, he, rough, yeah, this one, it's, yeah, it's, oh, we have three benefits. What's the fourth one? Oh, so. <laughs> I've already written the title. It's four benefits. Crap. I don't really have three. <laughs> so the nice up. thing about this article is he also talks about the dangers. So he does mention that it can weaken your immune system. And then also there's the chance you can die from fear. So I think you guys probably have more input on this, but um, there are benefits being scared from what this article says, but there's also big risks from being scared. It's 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 like I always say, all things in moderation. Uh, you know, don't don't scare yourself to death, but uh, a little scare here and there, maybe yeah. that's good for you. I actually have a story so, that's relevant to this from last night. So <laughs> last night, wow. So so I already said my wife is out of town right now. And I was watching so it was the Dodgers Brewers game last night. Went to like thirteen innings, I think. Uh, I'm already scared. So I usually don't have the T V on at night. So it was on all night. And uh so I woke up at like 
one in the morning or something like that. I did not watch the game to its entirety. So I woke up like one in the morning. There were pillows stacked next to me. And because there was light hitting it that usually isn't, I turned over and totally got freaked out because there was something that close to me. There the pillow stacked. <laughs> and then went right back to bed. So Maddie might have something to it that it actually relaxes you too. Oh, really? There you, go. there you go. No more need for cryotherapy. Just make you scared <laughs> once yeah. a day. Just put some uh, fake person in Sean's bed every now and then. Relaxed. So I I actually have a question. I don't know if either of you can answer. So when I was in college, I was uh, I was doing homework and I took a break, and it must have been around Halloween. So I turned on the TV, and of course there's like scary movies, horror movies, on TV and. Turn on, it's one of the Saw movies. I don't know which number. Three, eight, twelve. One of the Saws. And <laughs> it's about midway through, and they were torturing a guy. And, cool. you know, I just, I barely watch these, the Saw movies. It's, they're just so horrific and gruesome. But I couldn't turn away. And so I'm just watching this for about ten minutes. And then all of a sudden, my my vision went away. I couldn't see anything. And so naturally, I decide, hey, I need to walk around, get blood flowing, and get get my vision back, hopefully. And as, <laughs> as I'm, like, stumbling around, I, I still can't see anything. And probably lasted for a good two minutes. And then it slowly started coming back. Was that a reaction to fear, stress? Uh, you may have been having a stroke. <laughs> I think that possibly, was a, or you had a power outage. It was one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> now the TV is still going. I still hear hear the torturing going on. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, it was very strange. Have you told? I, your I still don't really have that? an explanation for it, and. You know, maybe it was a stroke. Maybe it's a small stroke, but I don't know. It doesn't sound good, whatever it was. Thoughts? Uh, I would recommend you see a physician about that. <laughs> uh, you're my physician, so I'm asking you right now. Uh... <laughs> I'm trying to save an office I, visit. I recommend you see a different physician about that. <laughs> <laughs> nope. nope. No. You can't punt. You just... <laughs> You're, you told your resident you he wasn't allowed to punt. You're not allowed to punt patients. Oh, okay. I recommend no you see how a physical therapist about it. Yeah, <laughs> no matter how annoying and how <laughs> crazy the circumstances. Anyways, think about it. I will. I'll get back Let to you on that. Let me know and the listeners know next week. So yes. You have a little time. Okay. We will be HIPAA compliant, and I will make sure not to use any actual names when I tell you the diagnosis. <laughs> <laughs> you can use my name. I don't care. Oh, okay. <laughs> then we're fine. For this week, we actually decided that we were going to do a little. I'm not sure if we want to call it endurance challenge because there's not a whole lot of endurance needed for this. Right, this is seven um, days. It's 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 going to be seven long days, <laughs> but it's only seven days. We decided for some strange unknown reason to me still that we were going to have a diet inflicted upon us for some amount of time. And this diet would be randomly chosen. So we put You're out welcome. on... on <laughs> thank you, Ben. So we put out on, on Facebook a... Uh, inquiry as to all the diets out there right now that people would love to see us subjected to. And we got a pretty hefty list. So I'm going to let Ben talk about this and then he's going to do the choosing of the diets for us. Yeah. So we got uh, a ton of response on this and you guys all have a bunch of wild diets that you use. Um, I'm going to read the first 16 off. Uh, these Hello. are the ones we're going to actually choose from. And then after that, we've got another like seven or eight that are not maybe not real diets, but we might try those also on top of one of the first 16. So uh, keto diet, the whole 30 diet, pa uh, paleo diet, the whole food plant based diet, which may be whole 30, 
uh, DASH diet, vegan diet, intermittent fasting, the Shangri-La diets, fruititarian diet or fruitation. Fruitarian, I think it's fruitarian. Okay, the carnivore diet, gluten-free diet, the raw food diet, FODMAPs diet, the food allergy diet. So you go like dairy-free um, or nut-free, the Daniel diet or the Mediterranean diet. There's about four of those ones you just mentioned that I'm okay with. <laughs> and then about the other half, I don't know what they are. And then there's a few more that I was like, no way. Not doing that, yeah. <laughs> uh, some other diets that some of you have suggested, uh, the McDonald's diet, uh, my current diet, the pizza, Skittles, and YooHoo diet, <laughs> uh, the cookie diet, energy drinks and convenience junk store food diet, uh, the bourbon and cigars diet, uh, the seafood diet, which is you see food, you eat food, the juice cleanse diet, and the blood type diet. Some random number generation is now happening on Google random number generator. And the first one is number seven. We're going to give that to Sean. Sean, intermittent fasting. Yes. Congratulations on that. This is uh, all the rage these days. How Can intermittent we, are we talking? What is that? So it's up to us to do a little bit of research about our diet and then present about it at, on our next podcast. Okay. I'm going to solidly fast for at least 30 minutes between meals. Oh, my gosh. Uh, hey, hey, hey. It's a sacrifice I'm willing to make for the <laughs> podcast. Our next randomly generated number is number 12. That would be the raw food diet for Ben. Uh, Wait, so why do you get that one? Uh, well, because I'm going to be doomed with the raw food diet. So Especially let's, let's raw be, chicken. Right? Yeah, let's, let's be real. Can I we, eat mostly can we processed choose foods right the now. food you have to eat raw? <laughs> yeah. I no. think that's only fair. Yes. Yeah, it's only fair. We choose how long Sean fasts, and then nice. we choose what food you eat raw. Okay. Uh, and our last randomly generated number, Matt, uh, the number 16, the Mediterranean diet. Ooh, this is going to be a good one. I'm excited for you to try this. What is this? Like Greek food? Uh, you're going to get to look and see, but it's mostly chicken and fish and, uh, vegetables. Euros. And euros. Yeah. This 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 is a, this is a really good diet. We've got to uh, now... eat raw foods, and he gets to go to like Euro Plus and, and eat everything. What is this? Euro Plus. Tell me about a pita jungle or what? what? Pita oh. jungle. Yeah. All right. Hey, now we're doing the uh, terrible diets. The random number first is number nineteen, uh, which is McDonald's. Sean, you have McDonald's for an entire week. Yes. <laughs> That's not a terrible diet. That sounds uh, amazing. Ben, you have number 24, which is the seafood eat food diet. <laughs> oh, wow. And Matt, you have number 21, which is the cookie diet. <laughs> my, my diets are awesome. Is, you looked out like every normal single eating time. for me. I'm not even going on diet. This is everyday life. Uh, you're doing great. Uh, you know, if you want to, you can weigh yourself before and after your diet. Honestly, you're only doing it for a week, so we're not expecting major changes. But uh, uh, let's see where this this takes us. Really, this so, is for us to get an experience of the diet and then talk a little bit, maybe do some educating on the diet. So can you explain to me what I'm supposed to do? I'm supposed to do a cookie diet for one week and Mediterranean diet for one week? So you do the Mediterranean diet for one week. You do the cookie diet as long as you can up to one week. <laughs> Oh, it's gonna be yeah. I do that for years. So, <laughs> I'm gonna outlast all of you guys. <laughs> so the, the 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 purpose of us doing these diets is not obviously for us to actually lose weight. Um, it's more for the experience of what it's like going through through some of these diets and just having a little bit of fun with it. Be able to say, hey, this is what I had to eat today. This was my schedule today. This is how I feel on it. We're going to do daily video diaries so at the end of the day we're going to do a quick video on our own phones that we're going to post on social media saying what we ate that day how we felt about it and all the video diaries will be uh, recorded in the form of the blair witch project so 
<laughs> Get ready for that. Nice. Can I just say I'm happy nobody got the tapeworm diet? <laughs> nobody submitted that one on Facebook, that. so <laughs> unfortunately, wrong. not an option. We we'll have to look into uh, and explain some of these diets next time. I was looking at the Shangri-La diet uh, that our buddy Cruiser uh, suggested for us. At first, I thought so. So Shangri-La here in Phoenix is the name of a nudist colony, um, <laughs> and so I asked him, like, "Well, is this a joke? Like, is this? Do you weigh yourself before and after you take your clothes off? Is that is that what is like? Oh, two pounds of clothes, diet, diet, um, lost weight, winning, or is this like something real?" And I looked it up. It is a real diet. I still don't understand it after I read it. It's something like you 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 drink. Know, some type of oil and sugar water or something like that between between meals like you still eat normal but then you have this between meals it's like training your brain what tastes good and what doesn't or something like it's, it's something strange i still don't understand it we'll do a little more research we'll talk about some of the strange diets out there and uh, why we think they work fantastic i'm so excited for this uh this coming up episode me too oh let me write down what i'm doing mediterranean it's, okay. it's one of the few diets proven to help you live longer and reduce cardiovascular disease. Uh, <laughs> if, if, if that's a diet, I, I should have gotten the Mexican diet. <laughs> I'm eat Taco Bell every day. Oh, yeah. Wait, Matt, you got... Filiberto's burritos. Talk to me. Thank you for joining us again. Please remember, go rate the podcast but only if you have positive things to say. <laughs> exactly. I have no idea what we're going to talk about next time. It's probably going to be our diets. It's going to be a lot of fun, though, whatever it is. I'm Sean Palmer. Come, come back for the fun. I'm Ben, the doctor. I'm... <laughs> come back for whatever. I'm Matt Imes. I didn't even Not say my first name. I'm Sean Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're just Sean. Straight up, Sean. We're not like Shaq or Oprah. You're Sean. <laughs> Pink or Eminem. Thank you for listening to the Doc Doc Goose podcast. If you like what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes. For more information about the show, visit our website at www.ddgpodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the DDG Podcast.